0: all right so hey guys this isn't
1: tracy this is actually her best friend girdly and because me and that crazy girl have been through like uh, Ten years of adventures. I thought I'd hit y'all with a disclaimer of sorts. First and lastly, do know that whatever the hell Tracy shares in this podcast comes from her very own treasure chest of magic, logic, and good intentions.
0: She's definitely not a therapist alternative, but she does believe it's inhumane to withhold what feels
1: like gangster insight. My girl's not for everyone, but she just might be for you.
2: She's beauty and the.
1: What it do, my loves? How art thou? Per usual, I hope that you are all well, or at least headed in that direction. As for the kid right here, if you peeped my last epi- Actually, it's a faux episode. I didn't even give that bad boy a title. Well, I gave it a title. I didn't give it a number, because I didn't want to be categorized as a real and true episode. I'm talking about um a moment of realness, and- for anyone who listens, you guys understand I was dealing with some robbers. Some robbers who had my spirit under their arms and they're trying to speed off with it. Some thieves trying to turn my lights all the way down. Shit was not popping. But at the same time, shit happens. And so... I've been paying particular attention to my sleep intake, um everything I'm consuming, making sure that I'm just facing truths head on versus giving a quick little peekaboo, you know. Um and everything like that because if I'm if I'm looking at my spirit as if it's a Rolls Royce, then that requires a different level of maintenance than say A 98 Honda, you know, and no shade to anyone who's currently listening to me in a 98 Honda. But you get me. (laughs) Um, And I definitely just wanted to address that because y'all are fam. And also it really warmed my heart that a lot of you guys reached out and splashed me with your own light and love. Thank you so much for that, babe. Sincerely. And oh, whoa. Don't you dare underestimate the power of a beautiful bath man bath salts oils candles the right playlist to soundtrack your prayers with god um shout out to my friend bruna she put me onto an amazing playlist on spotify called stress relief ah so 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 good and all of that helped me immensely okay anyways if you're listening for the first time, meaning I'm taking your She's Beauty and the Beast podcast virginity. Yeah. All you really got to know about this joint is that it is my form of emotional empowerment for dope women. I do understand that team testosterone be lurking in the wings though, you know, but that's more than cool is that it with me also beyond the podcast i invite your to visit she's beauty and the for a full range of my custom crafted caffeine for the spirit darling which includes my audio vision boards and a bunch of other concoctions so go click clack she's beauty and the after you're done listening and you will see what i'm talking about okay this is A Q&A episode shoddy I'm getting my Malik on real quick. And you know what? Shout out to the incredible Malik Teal. I'm sure many of y'all are familiar with her podcast. It's a, it's a popular one, My Taught You, where um, she mainly gives straight up no chaser business advice to women on the move. That's how I would describe that. And I got the chance to work with Malik recently when I was asked to moderate Exo Nicole's panel on pressing the career reset button. But you know what, when you're done listening to me yap, go type in youtube.com slash I am Nicole into your browser and watch that video because it was probably the best, most fruitful events I had the pleasure of being a part of in 2016. But okay, let me jump out of that sidebar and get to L questions. Let's see who hit up the hotline.
0: Hi, Tracy. So um, I just got back to the States for my semester abroad in South Africa, and I happened to find your podcast during my semester, so I really grew a lot from incorporating your wisdom and your truth in your life um, into my daily life. Uh, So I definitely want to give you big ups for that. And as a result of being home, I found myself um, reevaluating some of my connections, which led me to breaking up with one of my closest friends from school. Um, mainly just because I felt like I had invested a lot of time and energy into this person with little return and it was no longer a positive relationship for me. Um, I'm content with my choice because I feel like it was just one of those relationships where you give your heart to someone and they don't know what to do with it, and that's fine, but I think it will definitely take some conscious work to heal from this relationship and not let negativity towards this person fester. Um, so I just wanted to know what your advice for healing from friendship breakups would be, um, cause I don't think that's something we really talk about and, um, what your experience has been. Thank you so much. Sending peace and love and blessings your way. Yeah, girl. Thank you for that. Um, I
1: definitely have experienced the friendship breakup. Absolutely. Some friendships have, you know, naturally wilted. Some have just been compartmentalized differently. Like a friend going from speed dial to slow dial, <laughs> and then there are the ones that um feel like a wound, a wound that is currently healed, but nonetheless you recognize the scar and you remember why it's there, right so from what I can recall right now, I maybe have like three friendship wounds, something, and to get back to your case specifically. I'm going to give you a couple notes. Assuming this friendship is not worth being salvaged, I, I would say to write a letter to her, but with zero intention of mailing it. And I'm putting emphasis on not mailing it because the purpose of this letter is not... To wag our flawed fingers at another flawed human yelling out, I hate your fucked up flaws. <laughs> nah, bruh, that is counterproductive to me, ego-driven to me, and allows lots of room for damage to me. So the letter is for us. I mean, you know, not literally, not for me and every person who's listening, but for you. <laughs> um, and it's mainly going to be used as a form of purging to purge any negative feelings that will more than likely poison you slash us if they are not released. So um, you want to use this to find the lessons that are buried within this loss. And lessons are buried really within every loss. That's my belief anyway. And also writing this letter is to complete a chapter that served its purpose. Believe that it is gift wrapped in purpose. And just because the chapter is closed does not mean the character within it will never pop up again, but that this chapter of experiences is over. And if you don't feel like hiring out a pen, those are just not your thing. Personal voice notes to yourself are very, very cool and cathartic as well. I've done that in the past and it has gifted me a lot of Clarity and resolution. And I have a podcast episode actually called Reflections on Providing Myself with Closure, which would probably be helpful in this case as well. So have a listen. Now, two, I also think it's really important to acknowledge that no one needs our permission to change. And this is more so something to keep in mind in the near future, in the far future. I say this because. It's unfair to permanently superglue people to our bad memories of them, but it is so easy to do, and I am completely guilty of doing that in the past. This shit is hard because as a survival technique, I think a lot of times our brains are just wired to recall the bad in people more vividly than the good so that we can keep ourselves alive and and reproduce freely (laughs) but even though it's hard it and it might feel sometimes counterintuitive, it is worth the practice. Now, best believe I'm not saying you're obligated to fuck with them. Right? So you ain't got to see them, greet them with no warm, tight, fuzzy hugs. You don't have to be, you know, giving the pouty face with them on fucking Snapchat. Nah, bruh. What I'm saying is if their actions are showing you a glow up in their spirit, just don't hate. Because we allow ourselves space to grow all the times. Shit, I'll go on Instagram right now and I know I'm going to see a post from somebody talking about, I embrace change. Ah. And if we looked at day one of 2016, side by side with what will be the last day of 2016, I'm willing to guarantee those two images do not mirror one another. And that is just within a 365-day space. So again, it's something to think about to just keep in mind um, in the near future and in the far future. All right, all right. Uh, third, I know you mentioned feeling like you lost all this time invested. I know that feeling. I am maybe hyper aware of time and its movements. I was just telling one of my boys that... 30 minutes feels like five minutes in adult time. So I get it. But I don't agree with that feeling that this is wasted time. Why? Because I more so agree with the perspective that there's only winning and learning in life. That's it. No in betweens. Very clear cut. And both sides of that coin are valuable. Winning is valuable, learning is valuable. And also, humble moment right here whatever we're thinking about our ex-friends might just be what they're thinking about us so yeah (laughs) that can be for better or for worse so i'm gonna presume that we're trying to be on the side of the grass that's better yeah now here's the thing i wanted to get an expert Opinion on this. So I remembered a couple months ago, I was moderating another panel, this time for The Root, and it was with some dope life coaches. And one in particular, her name is Alitia. She focuses on relationships. So I hit up Alitia just to give you some more and probably better <laughs> words of advice. Now, heads up please excuse the audio quality here because I had to just use freeconferencecall.com. All right, don't judge the kid, but I found the conversation to be necessary. Here it is. <laughs>
3: When it comes to relationships, I think the world is exactly what she said, hella oversaturated with advice about healing from breakups regarding boyfriends, girlfriends, etc. you know, all of that. But we forget that there are other significant others in our life and they don't necessarily have to see us naked every night to be (laughs) important, you know. (laughs) And these folks are called our friends, and sometimes there's a schism in those friendships, and sometimes we have to completely detach from it. And for her, um, from what she told me, it's an unquestionable decision. She's not wavering on it, but I would imagine there would be some moments of doubt or discomfort that would arise, um, especially Mm -hmm. when she sees her friend in public. Um, And then, Mm -hmm. you know, then you have things like social media, so she's probably going to have mutual friends who are Snapchatting with this person, blah, blah, blah. First question, how do you deal with that awkwardness when you see a friend after a breakup?
2: Yeah. So first you have to reset your expectations When you were friends, you expected when you saw that person in the club or with your friends in a mutual group, you expected a hug, a warm greeting. You expected that same connection, the one that you all developed in building that relationship. Mm -hmm. So in order to move past it, you're going to have to first reset your expectations. Be realistic Mm -hmm. when you create them. Like do the work, take some time with yourself, and really sit with what do I expect when I see that person in this mutual group?
3: Mm. Very, very, you, very, very true. If,
2: if you don't take the time to sorta of reset that expectation, you're gonna be disappointed every time. You're gonna throw side eye, you're gonna be shady, you're gonna be like, Look at the you know, look at her over there doing X, Y, Z. But that's not that person's responsibility. You are responsible for your reaction, right? So if you expect then the person to come in and them to sorta of still wave at you or give you a hug, even though you're not friends, then be clear on that. Don't get mad if you weren't clear on your expectations. I mean, you can still exist in a circle with mutual friends, but be very clear on what you expect it to look like going forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think what's
3: interesting about these times for better or for worse is unfortunate, actually, not for better or for worse. Unfortunately, and these times, it's hard to completely break up with someone because social media is yep. constantly putting their face on loop in your timeline <laughs> and, or just, you know, moments in their life that could just look way more popping now that you're not in it or vice yes. versa. Which can also cause some mm-hmm. internal tension. Um, and a mm-hmm. lot of times when it comes to boyfriends and girlfriends and that sort of traditional breakup, it's A okay for someone to delete all their photos or to unfollow this person mm-hmm. on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere, all the sort, blah blah blah. Is that something that you would suggest when it comes to a friendship?
2: If you have to know yourself. So I can't I can't answer that question for um your friend. Like she would have to know if when I whenever I see my ex friend I'm going to get agitated. If that's the response, then, yes, she's going to have to delete everything until she gets to the place of peace, that unconditional peace where seeing the person doesn't get her agitated. Now, if she can handle seeing the person, then, yes, it's time to just strengthen your inner peace because the person will be in your feed, they will be with the mutual group, and you still have to have calm, reserved peace in spite of like that's mm-hmm. a that's a decision to make, and that that takes work like is the person going every time you see' them in that feed is it gonna get you from zero to let's say five? then be clear on that if not, then just build up your inner peace because the person just won't disappear mhm, absolutely and what are some tips for
3: building up your inner peace like what are some exercises like whether it's journaling
2: yeah, so inner peace i mean first the way we define it. The inner peace is unconditional, so it has to exist in spite of, right? So it can't – you can't say, oh, I have peace about the situation or my friendship breaking up, but when they go out with this person, it makes me mad. So we have to, like, first reset that definition, right? So the inner peace that you want to carry with you is like a bubble and think about it like, okay, I know that when I see this or, or my peace is sort of shaky, these are some things that keep me centered, In the initial stages of this friendship breakup, it may be humming to yourself. It may be like literally thinking of a song that soothes you that you don't go from zero to ten. It might be journaling, like getting out what that loss meant to you. It hurt because they didn't respect um, the secret you told, or it hurt because get all of that crap out. Put it out on paper because if you don't, you're going to walk around with it, right, and you're not going to build that inner peace. If journaling doesn't work for you, punch it out, work it out, draw it out, walk it out, you know, do whatever you need to do, but you have to get it out of you because peace by definition is unconditional. So if you're a journal, journal. if you're a hummer or a singer, um, if you need songs or just write another tattoo on your arm, like make a, do a hint or something, something that resets you, you have to do whatever works for you, but definitely customize it because it has to be inside of.
3: Mm. Yeah. I completely agree with that. That was awesome advice. And
2: finally, because
3: she's young, they're both in college, and sometimes we have to evolve separately in order to return back at a shared space. You know, it doesn't happen all the time. But if that conversation were to arise where a friendship could be patched up, rekindled, worked on again,
2: Mm -hmm. what should that conversation sound like? Yeah, so it's important that that conversation really not be stuck in the past. Two things that we we advocate, like you can't simultaneously love and fear, right? So if you're in fear or in anxiety, you're either thinking about the future or the past. So in that conversation where they're trying to rekindle or um, create a new relationship is what I really recommend, you sort of – Put the past and the hurt, again, face the hurt, deal with it, work it out. But the new relationship that you're creating with this new person 10 years later should not be based on what happened in the past. If you can't come from a clean slate, then it's not even fair for the other person to start building with you when you're only going to compare them to their past or hold them, you know, or I remember when you used to. How can we move forward if you're still in the past? And Mm -hmm. then the second part of that, that conversation can't include the future. Right, So it's important to not go in the past and it's important not to go to the future because if you're going to start our new relationship 10 years later talking about, well, I just hope you don't, um, you know, uh, I don't know, I hope you don't do what you did because you know how you could get and then that's going to lead to me doing this. Like you already have scenarios planned out for the future that may never come up. Like that's just not fair. So my suggestion is to literally start from a new place, a blank slate. And I'm not saying that that's easy, right? Like that really takes unpacking what happened, what happened in the hurt and all that other stuff. But if you're committed to 10 years later reconnecting, then it needs to be a new relationship. That person has evolved. You have evolved. Start from there. Mhm.
3: Yeah, I completely agree.
2: And finally –
3: in this moment where it's not a reconnection, that's not um, at the forefront of their minds right now, if a birthday is coming up, if you Mm -hmm. see your friend accomplish something that they had been speaking about for 10 years, do you reach out?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's another tricky one. Like me as a person, (laughs) I would, because I'm already, you know, have cleared my mind space. I'm doing the work. If you are the person that has to delete everything out of your life that, you know, that pertains to them, then, yeah, you're not going to reach out. But, again, if you can still coexist and be at peace with the person still, you know, having a good time, having their birthday, and still say happy birthday with no ill feelings, then do it. But if Mm -hmm. you know you have to erase them out of your mental space to be at peace, then don't, like, like don't lie to yourself. Don't Mm -hmm. even do it. Perfect. All right.
3: Well, I completely co sign
1: So I hope that helps, boo. And for anyone interested in Alicia's work, go to whenloveworks.com and tell her that I sent ya. This was a good, good question. Hey, Tracy, random question that I'd love for you to answer. What's something that you wish you could tell yourself 10 years ago? Hmm, let me put my thinking dad cap on. (laughs) I would say his thrill ain't worth his mess. Nah, girl. Yeah, so 10 years ago, I was like 20, and I was taking my very first steps downhill in the Dick Department <laughs> A pot of gumbo was starting to simmer, featuring broken men, let's toss them in there, non-committal men, let's sprinkle them in there. And oh how I indulged. I pulled up with a bowl. <laughs> and and probably so too distract me from doing my own inner work at the time so you know chasing validation instead of peace uh fixing others instead of empowering myself and just making bad although a lot of fun but still messy decisions um and a lot of them make for good random daydreams and I'm washing the dishes I'm not even gonna front but yeah people got hurt including myself So, ladies, good guys are the shits, but you really only understand that when you become more of a good girl, or at least a semi-one, like me. All right, that answers that. Next.
2: Yo, Tracy, why we seeing guys on Instagram wearing lace fronts? What you think about that, man? I ain't really feeling it. What you think?
1: I love this question, bruh. I fucking love that men are embracing, you know, uh, the lace front beards, the lace front hairlines. Cause this is the side of feminism we did not see coming. And that is a reunion with the core definition of feminism equality for all. All right, let me say this. So when it comes to pure sudden, I can't deny it, smack you in the face and the ass attraction, uh, I do think we're allowed to have our own preferences, whatever. But that should not stop men from having their own options for upgraded hairlines and little face fur, okay? Because, girls, we play with enhancements all the damn time. We fake as hell, dog. <laughs> but it's like it's like a fun fake, right? It doesn't necessarily make any of us insecure, you know, if your edges have expired. Isn't it nice to know that the perfect wig complete with all the baby hairs is only a quick Instagram search away from being laid on your scalp? But now y'all want to tell me that these dudes can't have a choice of what to do with their little hair nightmares? Huh? Huh? Come on ladies. Come on. We just gotta adjust our mentals a bit and just get the hell out of this maze of social constructs which is which is what we've been asking of our, you know, members of the opposite sex, right? Oh, and you know what? I uh I have here's my little theory on why beers are all the rage anyway. So to me, a lot of dudes are having an identity crisis right now. Um, And I speak about this a lot with my girls. And I feel like men are very much used to playing the role of, quote unquote, leader, right? They've been playing this before the word society was even created. And our bossed up selves done switched up the game. Some of us even got bigger balls than these motherfuckers. So how can men immediately distinguish themselves from us? by growing a damn beard, by taking it back to the humble beginnings of masculinity, where it all began, inside that cave. And a lot of us freaking love it because it just fires up our own inner homo sapien, and boom, we've created a new standard of masculine handsomeness. (laughs) And this new standard is vocalized so strongly on social media. There are parties around bearded men. And I would imagine that it's hard not to feel a little pressure. And I don't think the majority of dudes are, you know, going to holler at these snap-on beards and whatnot. But if they do, girls, I say let them. Male empowerment counts, yo. (laughs) Oh, I've got my sibling here with me. I've got someone who's a part of my blood squad, my sister. Young Cass, come here. You be performing all types of surgeries on the scalp, (laughs) hooking people up with wigs and Marley twists and faux locks and all of that sort of thing that doesn't naturally grow from our heads. (laughs) Come here real quick, Cass. Young Cassinator, come on, hurry up, man. Let me just ask you straight on. So what do you think about guys just slapping on, (laughs) (laughs) you know, a little quick, uh, a Caesar just right on there? No glue. Maybe they get it, you know, sewed in, whatever. A
0: 360 frontal?
1: Yeah, they're going to have 360 frontals. What do you think?
0: Well, you know... Come close.
1: Come to the mic, kid.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I would say the patient. (laughs) If the person feels that his hairline is making him upset and he's very... What's the word? Insecure? Yes, and he's very insecure about his hairline. I think he should be able to put on his 360 frontal if that makes him feel better.
1: Boom. (laughs) Thank you, Cass. I'm into that. Man, let's see if we can make the world better. And equality means wigs and pieces and tracks (laughs) and lace frontals for all. You want to say something else? Okay, here we go. Here's my sister yet again, folks. And then
0: when you're both com- when you are both comfortable, at the end of the day, when you come back from work or wherever, you both can take off your wig or take off your 360 frontal together. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Look at this, and then you reach higher levels of pure, honest love, and you guys are able to share your hair products together. You guys, now we can have satin freaking pillowcases, and he ain't got to wonder why you'd only want to wear a satin pillowcase. Now he understands because he got his own satin pillowcase. Come on, guys. See the benefits in this. <laughs> All right, the end. So I hope this episode was edutaining for y'all. Um, please refer to the disclaimer my girl, Girdly, hit you with at the top of this podcast if you heated about something. Okay? Do me a favor, though, and tweet me at it's Tracy G, I T S T A C Y G. Um, or if you're listening to this on my site, she's beating the leave me a comment letting me know if you like this type of episode, because then I will do more. Yeah. And if you want to hit me with a question yourself about whatever, please send me a voice note over to Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at itstracyg.com. All right, yo. My voice is a little hoarse. I'm going to go drink some water. I love you guys. I do. Let's be gentle with ourselves. Okay. And, and, and. So, let's Merry Christmas.
2: She's beauty and the, beauty in the room. Room.